Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. Well, this morning, um, we are finishing up our 10 promises. I don't know about any of you, and you don't have to answer either way, but I have just loved studying these 10 promises. The only thing I would do differently is I would preach them all myself because I loved every one. I gave the other pastors opportunity uh, to, to preach as well, uh, but I always wanted to preach ahead of time whatever their scheduled one was because they would all speak to my heart in, in different ways. Uh, through the rest of the service, I'm, we're going to begin by looking at each of the 10, then I'm going to preach on the 10th, and then during communion, uh, Kelly put together a, a video of those 10, that we can just watch them and just think about them, and then we'll participate in communion again, because it's been my heart's desire all along for this, is for the promises of God to go in our ears, in our minds, to our hearts, so that it comes out of our mouth. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And it's easy for the flesh to, to boil up inside of us and come out with negativity and, and complaining and all of these things. I want the promises of God to come out instead. And so that's what we've been working on. We did 21 days of, of a prayer, these 10 uh, promises and fasting. Uh, we began the year with that and have been preaching and teaching on these. Uh, sometimes on Wednesday nights, I would get, in, uh, get into it a little bit more detail or things I had to leave out for Sunday morning, but it's really been a focus of attention for these past 10 weeks, and I, I have enjoyed it, and I hope you have as well. I think we have each individual slide, so Joe, if you just begin with the first one. We began with this fear. This was a great one. Oh, wait, wait. I got to be careful. I won't preach everyone all over, okay? I get so excited over these. I won't. Just little comment, little commentary. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous, or some translations say my strong right hand. And all God's people said, amen. Okay, next one. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. God is able to make, I, we have it back there, but I can't, at my age, I can't see the words anymore. So I still have to turn around. My plan was to, my plan was to somewhat pretend that I remembered all of these word for word. But uh, it's hard when I have to do this. So God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiently in all things and at all times, you may abound in every good work. And what that, what that means is he'll give you enough to be able to give to help someone in need. He'll give you enough Number two, my God shall supply all your needs. And not only will he do that, he'll give you enough that you can help supply the needs of, of others, okay? Next one. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that good news? And it means never. So we can confidently say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? 
All God's people said, Amen. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. He's the light in the darkness. He's my protector in battle. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Psalm 84, 11, and all God's people said, Amen. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? God proved his love for us, not just in word, but in deed, that he gave his own son for us in Romans 8, 32. Next one. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life, and I will, do you know the rest of it, will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23, 6. Resist the devil. Now that, there's another phrase before that. Submit, therefore, to the Lord, or submit to the Lord. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4, 7. Okay? My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then it goes on to say, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And it kind of literally means, for when I am weak, then he's strong. So I will boast all the more about my weakness, Paul went on to say. That's the one I really wanted to preach. But as soon as I opened up, Pastor Rick grabbed it. Boom, I'll preach that one. Pastor Rick's taking a beating today from Minnesota, stealing my favorite passages. My grace is sufficient. And then the last one that we're going to share today. And call upon me in the day of trouble. You know that doesn't mean me. That means him, right? Okay, all right. And call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will honor me. I think this is a great verse to end on. To me, it encapsulates and, and, and is a summation of all of these promises together that whenever we're going through trouble and going through difficult times, uh, God is there and we call upon him. Whatever we need, whatever the situation, we can call upon the name of the Lord. I want to dig a little bit deeper into this this morning and realize that every promise that God gives us is, uh, comes with it a condition that we are to fulfill, okay? And I call that condition that, that faith step or trust step that we have to take. Before we see the final answer, there's a step of faith that we have to take. And that's, you know, in Resist the Devil, it would be submit yourself to God. In surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. The faith step is following the shepherd, when he's leading, and maybe we don't know where he's going, but trusting that he knows where he's going. Uh, my God shall supply all my needs. Well, we give in obedience, and that's in Philippians chapter 4. And then he supplies. There's a faith step. There's a condition uh, for his promises to be fulfilled. And so whenever the promises aren't fulfilled, can I just give you a secret? It's not on God's end. <laughs> it's not on God's end. Oftentimes, it's on ours, and sometimes it's not on us either. Don't become so introspective that you live your whole life in guilt, okay? But sometimes he's just waiting for the right time to make it happen. 
Now, I said it on the online group and hadn't planned on saying it. I don't even remember at what point in the sermon I said it, but I'll share it now as I'm thinking about it. See, the condition that he puts, that faith step that he adds to the promise, that condition, watch this, makes us blessable. And a lot of times he wants to bless us because he's a loving heavenly father. And I'm not just talking about material things, but in all things, he wants to bless us, but sometimes we're not blessable. We're not in a place spiritually, emotionally, where we can receive the blessing that he has for us. And so that faith step, if this is God, that faith step takes us from out of alignment into alignment that makes us blessable so he can fulfill his promise to us. That's why he includes a faith step in all of these things. Because he wants us to be in line with, with who he is, what he's trying to accomplish for our good and for his glory. He's always working for your good. You understand that, right? There's never, whatever is less than a second, there's not ever a, a tiniest moment where God ever considers working against you. God, your Father, because of Jesus and your relationship to the Father through the Son, is never, ever working against you. He's always working for you and for your good and for his glory. He's doing things that only he can do so that only he can receive the glory so that we will glorify him and give thanks to him. These conditions that he places on the promises are faith steps to put us in, line, uh, in alignment to make us blessable. So what is the, the condition of the promise uh, of this last promise? Well, it's in the verse before, in verse 14. Sacrifice thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High. Okay? Our relationship to the Lord needs to be more than just, oh, in the time of trouble, I'm going to call out to the big guy in the sky. First of all, I think if you have a, a deep and growing personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you're probably not going to call him the big guy in the sky. Because there's like 600 names of Jesus that are legitimate. He is my provider. He's my savior. He's my friend. He's my Lord. He's my leader. He's my shepherd. He's not just a distant big guy in the sky. We have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that's lived out, that we've experienced his love. And so our relationship needs to be more than, oh, I'm in trouble. That's when I'm going to call out to God. God desires a close relationship with us. Think on that for a moment. The perfect, holy, all-powerful creator, sustainer of the complete universe actually wants to have a relationship with you with all of your flaws and all of your issues, God desires a relationship with you because he desperately loves you. Let's look at it this way. Imagine you're, as a parent, your children only talked to you and interacted with you when you wanted something or needed, or they needed something, okay? Now, oftentimes, as parents, we'll show them grace and we will give them what they need. It's even worse with adult children that the only time you hear from them is when they need something, that's hurtful. 